Hello, everybody. This is Rob Burdett with the Podcast Hot Pod, and welcome. We're going to go back to last year on an encore episode I ran on the death of Elvis Presley. It was the news coverage that followed his death on August 16, 1977. It was utter pandemonium here in Memphis, Tennessee. So this encore episode will look at the news coverage, just the scene here in Memphis, and also how popular he is to this day with his fans. So here is that encore episode of the news coverage of Elvis Presley. Live from the Mid-South's leading news station. Good afternoon, I'm Peggy Rolfs. And I'm Lee Edwards sitting in for Dick Williams, and this is the news at noon. Stunned fans mill around the gates of Elvis Presley's Whitehaven mansion this afternoon while scores of fans, friends, and show business celebrities pour into Memphis for funeral services tomorrow for the king of rock and roll. Mason Granger is standing outside the gates at Graceland right now and has this live action cam report. Pan over a little bit with the camera right over here. Hundreds of people here. They've been gathering all morning long. There was only a small group at about 6 or 7 o'clock this morning, but as you can see, it's grown to a huge number of people right now at noon. Elvis Presley's body just arrived here at Graceland. A hearse carrying the singer's body left the Memphis funeral home, winding its way down Elvis Presley Boulevard to Graceland. The hearse quickly turned down a side street and pulled into Graceland by the back entrance. Elvis's coffin was taken from the hearse and placed in the mansion's music room. At 3 o'clock, the fans started filing in for their last view of Elvis. The coffin was open. Elvis was dressed in a white suit, blue shirt, and blue tie. Elvis's own family, some members of the family arrived last night at the Memphis International Airport, including Priscilla Presley, who is Elvis's ex-wife. She arrived with other members of the family last night to be here for Elvis's funeral tomorrow. An autopsy shows Presley died of an extremely irregular heartbeat. The exact cause of that fatal flaw may never be known, but the medical examiner says drugs were not the cause. Hypertension and a disease of the arteries may have been contributing factors. As Mason indicated earlier, the body will be on public view at Graceland this afternoon from 3 to 5 o'clock and a private service will be held tomorrow afternoon at 2. We have an unconfirmed report that singer Tom Jones will deliver the eulogy. Among the many celebrities arriving overnight for the funeral, as Mason said, were Burt Reynolds and Anne Margaret. They went straight to the Graceland Mansion. The king of rock and roll will be placed in a mausoleum at Forest Hill Cemetery. Most radio stations in Memphis are playing Elvis records, and thousands of motorists drove to work this morning with their headlights on to indicate publicly their morning. So we're going to look at news reports from 1977 around the country and also from the BBC. But in between the cuts, I'm going to give some facts about Elvis, which are pretty extraordinary. Here are some facts about record sales. Through 2016, the Beatles are number one at $257 million album sold. Elvis Presley was number two at 206 million. Michael Jackson, 169 million. Madonna is number four in all-time album sales at 164. And Elton John is at 159 million at number five. And this information is from Statusa, a uh, website dealing with artists. 
In the history of music, only one artist and one group have ever sold over 200 million albums. This total is incredible. So here is NBC News reports with David Brinkley, who was an anchor, an excellent anchor in the 1970s and 80s with NBC News. And here he is delivering the news of Elvis's death. Good evening. Elvis Presley died today. He was 42. Apparently it was a heart attack. He was found at his home in Memphis, not breathing. His road manager tried to revive him. He failed. A hospital tried to revive him. It failed. His doctor pronounced him dead at 3 o'clock this afternoon. The end at an early age of one of the two most spectacular careers in the history of American entertainment, the other being Frank Sinatra's. Long after he became an institution, here was how Presley looked and sounded on an NBC television special four seasons ago. Presley was very nearly at the peak of his career when he was drafted into the Army. That was 1958. Here he's arriving for a tour of duty in Germany, an enlisted man driving a Jeep. He could have gone into what they call special services and avoided the kind of time put in by ordinary soldiers, but Presley didn't. Actually, he trained as a tank man. He sold records in the multiples of millions, made millions, bought a string of Cadillacs, one after another, gave away a string of Cadillacs to people he liked, and along the way he was married in 1967 to Priscilla Ann Bullier. The very symbol of sex for all of the millions or hundreds of thousands of teenagers was married only once, and then relatively late. The couple had one child, a daughter. The marriage did not last very long. It ended in divorce. So that was David Brinkley from NBC News back in 1977. But Elvis was not a musician. He also was an actor. He starred in over 31 films during his career. His first performance on the Ed Sullivan Show was viewed by, get this number, 82.6% of the U.S. viewing audience back at that time. He got $50,000 for that TV performance, and Elvis purchased the house Graceland for $100,000 in 1957, the first year of his career, a 13-acre plot. Millions flock to Graceland every year here in Memphis, and we'll talk more about Graceland a little bit later. But here is Dave, Dave Marish delivering the news from CBS News back in 1977. Well, and there were ceremonies both private and public today in Memphis, Tennessee, where Elvis Presley was buried. Ed Rabel has this report. Only relatives, close friends, and some celebrities were permitted to enter Graceland, the Presley estate, to witness the funeral services. Anne Margaret, Burke Reynolds, John Wayne, Chet Atkins, Charlie Pride, Caroline Kennedy, all were reported to be in town. As described to artist Ham Embry, Presley was dressed in a white suit, blue shirt, and tie. Presley's former wife Priscilla and his father Vernon were among those to view Presley for the last time. The somber funeral procession moved slowly down the driveway and out onto Elvis Presley Boulevard for the three-and-a-half-mile drive to Forest Hill Cemetery. Just as it emerged, a young woman jumped in front of the hearse carrying Presley's body. Authorities pulled her out of the way. The police-escorted motorcade moved on without incident, passing grieving Presley admirers who had gathered lining the boulevard five deep. 
Still more thousands of Presley's fans were waiting when the procession arrived at the cemetery. Presley was to be entombed in this one-story marble mausoleum. On the front lawn, flowers sent by the truckload by Presley followers were arranged in profusion. One was in the form of a six-foot-long guitar. Presley's crypt is in the so-called Presley Room, where other family members will eventually be entombed. His crypt will always be visible to the public through a locked wrought iron door. Officials believe Presley will continue to attract in death many of those who were so devoted to him when he was alive. Ed Rabel, CBS News, Memphis. So that was uh, in CBS News report back in 1977. And here's another cool fact about Elvis. He had in the Billboard Hot 100, 149 songs in those uh, records. 114 of those were in the top 40. 40 were in the top 10, and 18 were number one hits. His number one hits spent a total of 80 weeks of all those number one hits at number one, and those stats come from Graceland.com. His biggest hit was Hound Dog in 1956, where it was number one for 11 weeks. So we're going to move up to my neck of the woods, Boston, where I grew up, and we're going to listen to WBZ TV in Boston with anchor Jack Williams, a stalwart up there for many years. He's delivering the news of Elvis's death, and then we're going to go right to the BBC in England. So I'm going to play him back-to-back. So here is those reports. Elvis was found by his road manager, Joe Esposito, about 2.30 this afternoon. Esposito tried to revive Presley without success while an ambulance rushed to his Graceland mansion. Elvis Aaron Presley was born in a two-room house in Tupelo, Mississippi, on January the 8th, 1935. He died this afternoon at the age of 42, a millionaire many times over, and probably the most famous recording star in history. For 20 years, the undisputed king of rock and roll. The body of the 42-year-old singer who died from a heart attack is being put on public view at his home for two hours this evening. Tomorrow, Elvis Presley will be buried after a private funeral. From Memphis, Michael Cole has just sent this report. The huge crowds have become steadily bigger throughout the day. A short while ago, the first of the fans who'd been waiting 18 hours were allowed up the tarmac drive, which leads to the mansion, where the singer will lie in state for the next two hours. It's doubtful whether all those who want to pay their last respects will in fact get the chance to do so. Members of the Presley family, including his divorced wife and his daughter Lisa, are in the house, and many show business friends and colleagues have been arriving. The family say they want the funeral to be quiet, to be dignified, and to be a family affair. The local police chief told me he didn't expect problems with the crowd. But there is undeniably a carnival atmosphere developing as dozens of cameramen and reporters join the sightseers. Tonight, President Carter joined the tributes to Elvis Presley, saying his death had robbed the world of a unique and irreplaceable personality. His music had changed the face of American popular culture. Through the day, the Memphis telephone system has been nearly paralyzed by calls from all over the world, and the city authorities have ordered all flags to be flown at half-mast. So that was the BBC reporting back in 1977. Unbelievable, those news reports back then. They're very descriptive. They give really detailed information, so it's really unbelievable to listen to, and it's still hard to believe after all these years 
45 years later, Elvis Presley was 42. I thought about that the other day, and it's just mind-boggling. So I live in Memphis, so my wife and I, a couple of weeks ago, at the beginning of Elvis Week, which is huge down here in Memphis, in the anniversary of his death, we decided to drive down to Graceland just to drive through to see the atmosphere. And I can tell you the tourists were there at the beginning. There were hundreds of people. The buses were going in and out of Graceland. So I asked my sister-in-law, Vivian Smithy, about the news of Elvis dying in Memphis at that time and what transpired in those days. And here is the talk I had with Vivian talking about that time in 1977. So Vivian, what was it like when you heard the news of Elvis dying? You were in Memphis at the time. What was that like? And uh, just looking at the videotape, it looked like pandemonium and people were actually like passing out. What was that time like in Memphis? It was utter pandemonium. Um, we were standing in line with thousands of people. And it was a very hot day in August. And people were fainting. Um, it, they, there was, at that time, no bottled water. <laughs> and so we were like, um, we were willing to do anything to see Elvis and view him. Uh, he was behind the doors of the Presley Mansion of Graceland. And it was very sad. People were crying. Um, it, the mood was very somber. Um, and the crowd was willing to take the heat for hours. We stood for probably five hours and waited. And we had um, gotten to the gate. And the guards had stopped us uh, because they felt that there was, it was going to be complete pandemonium. Wow, because I was looking at the videotape from that, and basically what we saw, what you see in the videotape is people actually like, it was like a ruckus crowd trying to get in. They had to call the National Guard to come in and just tame the crowd down. And uh, there was also a video clip when the uh, hearse was pulling into the back entrance or the back uh, entrance to Graceland. People were actually sprinting just to get a glimpse. And this is a time when there was no cell phones, no Internet, no social media. So basically, this was uh, this was just raw. But uh, there were no the phones weren't working in Memphis uh, when this happened. True, right? Not at all. Um, we were trying to call family. Uh, we were at work before we found out about Elvis's death. This is prior to when we found out he died. And the entire phone system was completely overwhelmed with people calling relatives and friends. And did you hear the news type of uh, conversations? It was unbelievable. Unbelievable. No cell phones, no nothing. The world stopped. It, it, it seemed as though the entire world stopped that day. He died. And then when they finally had his viewing, it was amazingly sad and somber. And it was just Life Magazine was there. There were so many. Um, this is before all of the other stations, you know, CNN and Fox right. and all those people. And um, the local news stations were all there. And the people with them were, you know, very emotional. It was unbelievable. It that, really was. That's incredible. And now it's been, what, 45 years? Since 45 his, years. 45 years. And the other day I was thinking about that. 
He was 42 years old when he died. That just it blows my mind. 42 is so young. And where were you yeah. when you heard the news of uh, Elvis uh, passing away? And what was the reaction like if you were around people? I was working for uh, a group of attorneys in Arkansas. And uh, they, we were all in total shock. We thought it was just a rumor. Um, and I was, uh, trying to get my husband who was at FedEx at that time and, uh, couldn't get him nothing. There were no calls to be made. And finally everybody just left and to go home and find out what was going on. And, uh, it was just unbelievable, um, sadness. We couldn't believe it. It was as though the king had really died. It was true. Um, at that time, I wasn't, I didn't listen to Elvis's music that much, you know, uh, but I had relatives who had gone to his concerts and said he was amazing. And um, it made me appreciate him so much more. Uh, now I just love his music, so... Yeah, and if they, you haven't seen the movie, please go and see it. It yeah, is well worth it. I haven't seen the movie, Elvis, but I, we will get there to do that. And uh, back in when the, uh, he passed away, uh, also just listening um, to watching items on YouTube and reading about it, radio stations in Memphis, that's all they were doing was playing Elvis. And now Sirius XM has a, its own Elvis channel. So pretty interesting. Elvis yeah. still lives on and off. So Vivian, thank you so much for uh, joining HodgePod and discussing um, the time when Elvis passed away. You gave us some great insight into uh, what happened and uh, thank you very much for joining us. We enjoyed it and uh, hopefully everybody will um, enjoy the interview and uh, he is and always will be the king. The king is right. The king of rock and roll. Thank That's you so right. much. All right. Thank you, Rob. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. So thank you, Vivian, for that. And he, my favorite two Elvis songs are Burning Love, number one, and then number two, Return to Sender. Those are my two favorite songs of Elvis. So on January 14th, back in 1973, Elvis performed in a concert, Aloha from Hawaii, which was reportedly seen by 1.5 billion people in 36 countries. Only two countries did not show the concert, China and the Soviet Union. And even though over a billion people watched the concert on TV, the Boston Globe gave it two out of five stars, which I found fascinating. And uh, I did watch some of it on YouTube, and it was an excellent concert. And I don't know where the two of five stars came, but hey, everybody's got their opinion. So here is another report from NBC News on what was going on here in Memphis. All I can say is pandemonium, shock, disbelief. Here is that report. As the people pressed against the gates, trying to get in. Many fainted from the heat in the tightly packed crowd. Despite pleas from police to spread out, the crush became worse. And late this afternoon, 50 National Guardsmen were called out to assist in crowd control. The family extended the hours for public viewing, but Shelby County Sheriff Eugene Barksdale said that even so, many would not be able to see the body. Those who did get in walked up the long drive to the house itself and entered a small anteroom. 
was almost filled with a copper casket containing the body of Elvis Presley. He was dressed in a white tuxedo, wearing a simple silver tie. Many of the people, as they came out, were crying. Tomorrow afternoon at 2 o'clock, private funeral services will be held at Graceland. Then the funeral procession will move up the street Memphis named after its most famous citizen to a mausoleum at Forest Hill Cemetery. Jackson Bain, NBC News, in Memphis. Another great story. You could just hear the pandemonium and just the utter chaos here in Memphis back in 1977. Here's a cool story that I found on the Internet, and it's pretty, uh, pretty, pretty awesome. Elvis purchased FDR, FDR, Franklin Delano Roosevelt's yacht, the Potomac, for $55,000. He just bought the yacht and then donated it, the yacht to the St. June Children's Hospital here in Memphis so they could raise funds. And he was very charitable to a lot of people. I'm sure you could hear stories and read about it on the Internet. But that is a great story. And here's one that really just shocks me. and Not shocks me, but you're like, wow, this is like unbelievable. So when Elvis passed away, he was supposed to play some concerts in Portland, Maine. Portland, Maine is just, you know, north of Boston. But um, this is a report from WCVB-TV in Boston. Reporter Jorge Caroga, a, a very stalwart reporter up in Boston for many years, reported from Portland, Maine, where Elvis was to play two concerts. So check this one out. This is pretty incredible, this report. And for Elvis Presley's concert had been so tremendous that a second concert had to be arranged. It sold out as quickly as the first one had. The set was getting its final touches and the fifth floor of a local hotel was being prepared to receive the Presley entourage when the news of his death was announced no shock in Portland. Was the, was the immediate uh, and disbelief. We checked it out from all possible angles, not only locally but nationally, to see if the story was true because we had been talking to the Presley people. They were ready to come into the building. We were expecting him. It was the eve of the performance, and his people were already in town. Uh, we had just sold out two shows to over 17,000 people. I was stood in line for two nights, sleeping over, and the whole thing was just hard to believe. In Portland, like in every other city and town across the United States, Elvis Presley was a true working-class hero. They looked up to him as the realization of the American dream. Elvis is just not the music with me. It's him. He set an example to me, the way he lived, his clean living, the way he used people, his sincerity, his honesty, his manners, the way he treated his mother. Uh, to me, he was a person. Presley's fans were aware that the man was a multimillionaire. That fact never affected their loyalty. From rags to riches, they said, but he never thought he was better than any of us. In Portland, they were just grateful that he had agreed to play their town. I was a kid. You were my favorite idol. I had all you met. And I mean today that I would pretend to meet it. This is going to be your first time to see him? The dream of a lifetime? Yeah. I say it what? You were one of, probably one of the, a big fan. Sitting in this empty arena just hours before Elvis Presley was scheduled to perform, one can imagine the mass hysteria that would have been upon Elvis Presley's arrival. Now with his death, the silence gives you a feeling of mourning. Many people will never understand the loyalty and identification of a fan to an artist, but I'm sure that as many fans throughout the world will agree with me when I say, Elvis Presley is dead. Long live the king. 
For News 5, I'm Jorge Quiroga in Portland, Maine. That is an incredible story. They reps up there for Elvis. We're up there ready for the concert in Portland, Maine. Two sold-out shows, 17,000. And uh, the news report, he was just sitting in an empty arena before he was supposed to perform. Unbelievable. So some of the headlines around the world at the time in newspapers, really no social media back then at all, no cell phones, no anything. You had pay phones, you had TV, radio, newspapers, and just regular landlines. But a lot of the uh, newspapers back then had different headlines. The Memphis Press Seminar said, Memphis leads world in mourning for Elvis Presley. The New York Post had millions mourn Presley. The Chicago Tribune and New York Daily News had the same exact headline, Elvis Presley dies at 42. The New York Times, Elvis Presley dies, rock singer dead at 42. And finally, the commercial appear here in Memphis, death captures crown of rock and roll, Elvis dies apparently after heart attack. Look for more podcast episodes on HodgePod. I'm Rob Fredette, and thank you for joining me.